Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR, digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one, currently Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time every Sunday afternoon. Thank you for your company. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin peoples, the um, overlap of Wurundjeri and Bunurong lands. We pay respect to Elders, past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people listening in from anywhere on a big island, a small island surrounding this one. You are very much welcome to be listening and thank you for your custodianship of land and waters over tens of thousands of years. And we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation, including finding the appropriate voice, is very much an ongoing process in which we all play a part. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronouns she and her. Welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen, and to Out of the Pan, and um, great to be back with you in the 3CR studios after being up on Jajarung Country last week for the live broadcast from Chill Out, and a fabulous conversation with the fabulous Dina Curie, or impromptu, and um, opened up today, well, um, I had the joy, and I will say that, um, Monday week ago, um, to see um, Charlie Crockett, visiting US artist at um, the Northgate Theatre, and the opening act was a track um, from the um, from that opening act. Caitlin Harnett and the Pony Boys and Rosie from 2020's um, Late Night Essentials, a new album coming soon for Caitlin Harnett and the Pony Boys. And well, gosh, it's all it's all happening, as they say, um, because next Sunday we've got the official um, launch or relaunch in a way of what I think is a Melbourne progressive um, bedrock. And it's very much my pleasure to have two people in the studio to talk about the move of Solidarity Salon. It's my pleasure to welcome um, Debbie Brennan to the 3CR Airwaves. Hello, Sally and everybody. And welcome to the first time to the 3CR Airwaves, Sarah Elwood. Thank you, Sally. Thank you very much for having us. An absolute pleasure. Um, as I say, Solidarity Salon is just such a one of those sort of bedrocks, um, those you know um, pillars and, and foundations of progressive thought and discussion and space in Melbourne. But you've um, and but you're also the home of Radical Women and Freedom Socialist Party. So we might start there. I mean, I know you, you know um, Debbie, you're someone who's sat at <laughs> those microphones many times, and your colleague Alison Thorne has, but. We might have some first-time listeners. Welcome to you um, of any gender. So perhaps start by starting there. We'll get your, both your thoughts on that. Okay. Well, um, I'll just say a little bit of something about um, the Freedom Socialist Party, and Sarah can say something about radical women. So just to introduce ourselves to some listeners, um, Freedom Socialist Party is a socialist feminist political party, and we, we formed in 1966. Uh, we split from the uh, Socialist Workers' Party in the United States over what was called then the woman question mm. and black nationalism. And basically um, what became Freedom Socialist Party, which I'll call FSP, mm-hmm. we recognize women and black Americans as not just side issues or side-ons to the working class. Um, were very dynamic um, mover and shaker parts of the working class. And this was also when the gay liberation movement exploded onto the world. And one of my favorite FSP t-shirts 
is um, it says Stonewall was a riot. Now we need a revolution. And we see LGBTIQA plus liberation as indivisible from women's liberation because keeping trans, queer, and non, non-binary people in the closet is tied to keeping all women in their domestic place as far as the, this capitalist system is concerned. And uh, in 1983, we were founded in Australia. So Solidarity Salon started as the, in the back room of a home. And then we moved to Sydney Road in Brunswick, where we were for 21 years, and now we're in Reservoir. And throughout our 40 years in Australia, we've been immersed in all frontline movements, women's LGBTIQA+, union, First Nations, and organizing to stop the far right and the fascists. Mm. And we see all of these fronts as connected and interdependent, and we certainly are looking today at the far right going Mm -hmm. after women, trans, queer, and First Nations people. So um, that's where we're at today, and I might just hand it over to Sarah. Thank you, Debbie. So... Radical Women is a socialist feminist movement, and we're not a political party like FSP. Um, We're sort of sisters, I suppose, and we are run um, autonomously. Um, And yeah, we're a group of cis women, trans women, and non-binary people. Um, We've also had quite a long history since 1967, Seattle, Washington. um, And Radical Women really came out of a lot of the sexism that was unfortunately very, Mm. very present in some of those massive social movements that were happening in the 1960s. Um, So rather than be seen as sort of accessories and and tea ladies, um, radical women developed their own own movement and it's been very strong ever since. Um, So the incredible activist... Alison Thorne that you mentioned earlier um, that has appeared on your program, I think, um, started the uh, Melbourne chapter in 1983. So it's actually 40 years, which is incredible. Um, So, you know, really we we refer to ourselves as being optimistic rebels because – we, we need to have optimism, grounded optimism, um, and we are there on the front lines in the daily fight against racism, sexism, homophobia, anti-trans bigotry and labour exploitation. Um, we very strongly believe in multi-issue organising around the needs of the most marginalised mm-hmm. um, and we view the leadership of gender-oppressed people, especially those who are of colour, as decisive to social change, they need to be in the front. Um, And we train women to take their place um, in leadership roles in the forefront of the struggle. Absolutely so. I think just a couple of things before we go any further. I forgot to do that. There are content notes for today. There will be mention and probable discussion of fascism and anti... I'll just say general mention of anti-trans. And please, if anything is triggering... Um, as much as we love our listeners, your safety is first and foremost. If you need to take a breather, please do so. Call switchboard on one eight hundred one eight four five two seven or rainbow door on one eight hundred seven two nine three six seven. Also, if you want to get in touch with the show, there's all the modern means of communication. Out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com, SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. 
tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And post on Facebook, Sally Goldner AM or out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Any opinions I express are my own. So, yeah, definitely that multifaceted organising is so important. And, um, you know, that's where having this, you know, this firm base um, that um, you have um, is so important. But you've you've had to move. What, what brought about the move from the long-established home down in Sydney Road over to the new, the new home? Well, Brunswick has been gentrified, as probably most of our listeners are fully aware of, and our dear home at 580 Sydney Road was sold. So, yes, it did bring challenges, um, 21 years of memories and accumulation, was a big challenge. Uh, We had to downsize to a space less than half of what we were used to. And that took a lot of um, hard decisions and quite a lot of work, a lot of trips to op shops and, um, um, you know, junk being taken away. Uh, The costs of moving and refitting a former massage parlor in Reservoir into a revolutionary organizing center was certainly a challenge, but we did overcome it. And we simply did it by reaching out, reaching out to all of the wonderful community and supporters that we've had over, you know, 40 years. So um, fundraising certainly brought Mm. very generous donations from our very wide community of supporters. Uh, not only here, but in the United States. Um, And we called out for help with the physical grunt work of moving and refitting and cleaning and so on. And it was just the the responses were just hugely generous. Um, This solidarity did come from the relationships that FSP and Radical Women have developed over these decades. And It's taken a lot of months of very meticulous organizing, um, but rewarded by that cooperation. And, you know, just I guess speaking for myself, but I think for some, um, probably all of us in FSP and RW, during all of that, we just really got a sense of that, that community that I believe we would be feeling in a socialist society, we, we actually, it was a, it was really, it was really a uh, very rewarding experience and moving day, which can be a lot of schlepping and, and hard work. It was actually a happy day. So yes, challenges, but we did overcome them. Yeah. Look, um, just on that sense of community in whatever shape it takes, I, I can get an idea of the feel because Every year when 3CR does Radiothon or our subscriber drive, and we know that many of our listeners are not people um, with, you know, sort of, you know, big bank accounts in simple language, yet, you know, shows every year make their, t- um, every time make their target, we get what we need, and we keep going, and just, I, I it just, I, I just feel happily blown away by that, that there is that support. Absolutely. And, of course, I mean, Whilst some of the move was last year, of course, we did have the lingering effects of lockdown and pandemic, which you know we know was, of course, just you know exacerbated that inequity that exi- that exists, and it still happened. And um, you know, did 
did the COVID or lockdown type of stuff present any challenges or was most of the happening of this uh, sort of, say, 2022 onwards? Well, the actual uh, move time was last year. Yeah. But we, like everybody else, through COVID, I suppose that coming after, you know, the effects of COVID and being shut down, it's been a long haul. It is so many, you know, so much. You know, some, you know, I've been, as I said, been, been, you know, out and about myself and it feels like we're sort of back to life, but there's still that lingering mm-hmm. sort of, you know, hesitancy. And I totally want to affirm people who are immunocompromised in some way and still can't get out maybe the way they mm-hmm. could or the way they used to, etc. I think that's really, really important that mm-hmm. we acknowledge those people. But, you know, it still, still feels like things are about 90% mm-hmm. of, say, you know, 2019 mm-hmm. in relation to pre-COVID. Um, reservoir. Um, what were the, you know, what were the thoughts of going um, to um, reservoir? Now I always get it wrong. Is it reservoir, reservoir, or reservoir? So this is this is very contentious, Sally. So. Ah, yeah, <laughs> the big social debates. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to say reservoir, as in the body of water. It's actually reservoir. Once you're once you're in the the suburb, it's reservoir. Um, and yes, so reservoir um, is a great spot for us. All the best people, like myself, live there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> so it's very close um, to where I live, but it's also a great place for Solidarity Salon um, because it's a very multicultural, working-class neighbourhood with a large, you know, First Nations community. Um, it's an affordable spot for us. It's quite central, um, and we're right near public transport and coffee, which are equally important <laughs> to us. Um, and as socialist feminists, you know, we wanted to be in a working class neighbourhood where we belong and Reservoir is a great spot for that. It very, very, very much fits. It does, you know, have a, you know, it is, and um, also, the, you know, of course, there's a very solid queer presence in that sort of um, Reservoir, Thornbury, we'll say Darab and Marybeck's mm-hmm. type of areas. Mm-hmm. So there's also that little piece of rainbow jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. that fits Absolutely. in beautifully as well. Yeah. So it is very much that intersectionality that is there. And as you say, near public transport, if I have it right, it's near the big, one of the big train overpasses yeah, that got built. Regent yeah, station, but at one minute away. There we go. Well, that which is handy for those, of course, um, who need that option, which is really, really great. And so, yeah, nice central location. And then as we hone in, there's um, all sorts of things to talk about about the premises itself. Go for it, whoever wants to dive in. Well, I might give it a start. Um, well, first of all, just to when you see it, um, you're going to see a welcoming place. Uh, mm. We see Solidarity Salon as we've always seen Solidarity Salon as a home, not only for radical women and FSB, but a home for um, for all the communities for um for everyone everyone who is striving to bring on a better world and wants to work together toward that and um as sarah said you know we're part of the working class community so we envisage solidarity salon as a a community hub for organizing whether it be to defend the lgbtiqa community from far-right targeting or to save the Preston market. Um, We see it as a 
meeting place for groups that were part of, uh, such as the old Salon was for the Indigenous Social Justice Association, Melbourne. Um, it's going to be a gathering place for regular RW and FSP meetings and study circles and activities that will be co-hosted with other groups and everybody's invited to come to. It's a place where people will feel free to welcome, be, feel welcome to drop in, have a conversation like today, check out a range of books, help us with things we're doing. Um, when you look at the, at the actual front of the salon, the signage, um, you'll be seeing flashy stars beckoning people to come in. They're, they're telling people to come in and browse the bookstore, have a chat, sign up for a study group or meeting to make change happen and be a place for exchanging ideas and organizing. Um, it's a place where re rebellion comes from everyone that's done over by the system. So everybody done over by the system, it's their home. And then you're going to see these flowing flags of, um, you know, the women's flag, trans queer flag, First Nations, and socialist struggle conveying our vision that our struggles are interdependent, they flow into each other, and that every everyone belongs in Solidarity Salon. And it also says that Solidarity Salon is there at 113 Spring Street, but it's also a place for the streets. Yeah. Um, Sarah, any thought, further thoughts on that, um, on what um, Debbie said? Yeah, look, um, I just, I think, you know, it's just such a wonderful place. You know, it's it's not just a physical place, but it's a it's a home, like you said, to to the activist community um, in in Melbourne. And um, you know, when I walked into the old Solidarity Salon, I'm one of the newer members of Radical Women, and um, I was just really struck by how welcoming Debbie was. Um, and I saw books in the bookstore about First Nations justice, you know, LGBTQIA rights, um, and that really won me over, you know. And as Debbie's saying, our struggles are interdependent. They're not separate. Um, and that's why we literally have the word solidarity in the salon name. Yeah. There's a few questions that have come out of everything you've just said. One for you specifically, Sarah. I mean, you mentioned you are newer to radical women. Um, are you able to tell us more about, you know, what it was that, you know, sort of clicked for you and mm. said, oh, this is a place for me? Yes. Well, I think for me, um, you know, I have been very interested in the feminist movement for quite a long time, um, you know, having been, you know, I'll say this on radio, having been raised in almost like a handmaid's tale <laughs> type type situation, you know, religious fundamentalism, and seeing how um, you know being um, identified as female has really impacted you know my my life, and so that's been something that I've um, been very passionate about for a long time, um, and I've worked in in you know domestic and family violence for a number of years as well, huh. and so um, yeah, just and walking into radical women and you know just seeing you know the the, the diversity of issues that um, are, are there that they really care about and want to fight for. Um, and, you know, justice is justice and we all need it. It's not, it's not just a feminist issue. Um, 
this is about the state and about lots of other things that are all very much connected. And so I just felt like I'd found my sort of feminist and social justice home when I found Radical Women. Yeah, look, I can't say that I was raised tongue-in-cheek with As a Handmaiden's Tale, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's sort of ballpark next door, relatively middle class, and mm. I'm grateful for some of the things of that, but it can be, you know, very tunnel vision, so to speak, and miss things. Um mm. You know, there's t- the two other things I wanted to put to you, I personally am feeling, and I, un- my logical brain can accept how and why it's happened, but the loss of um, Hairhole down in Johnson Street, um, the queer bookstore and performance space. And, you know, I, I, I know that um, Solidarity Salon, you mentioned you've had to downsize, so maybe it's not a performance space as such, but, you know, I'm just hoping maybe there's a chance to pick up a little bit of that um, void that's been left to fill that because I, I just feel we've lost something very dear and unique and authentic to queer Melbourne and maybe there's a little bit of a, a chance at least from the community side of that that maybe the Solidarity Salon could pick up. Yeah um, you're right Sally uh, we, we all feel that loss and um, th- well where there's a will there's a way yeah. and uh in our smallish space, um, who knows what we can accomplish or, you know, outside the space. But I guess the main thing is uh, filling filling those voids together, um, however we may do it. But um, I think that's you're, – you're spot on on that. Yeah. I'm going to raise – you know, put really put um, expressly our content note here – um, for this next bit, which has come out of your discussions of what the vision for Solidarity Salon is, and you talked about optimistic rebels, because I don't think we can do this show today, you know, around 24 hours on from what happened in what's now called the Melbourne CBD yesterday. And you know, Debbie, you were on the spot, and you know, again, difficult things to talk about here, but we can't avoid them. So once again, switchboard one eight hundred one eight four five two seven, Rainbow Door one eight hundred seven two nine three six seven, or reach out for other supports. You know, and linking you know what happened yesterday in the CBD to the need for something like Solidarity Salon, Radical Women, Freedom Socialist Party. And you know, I want to get both of your thoughts um, from different perspectives and experiences on you know what happened, and more to the point, what do we I'll say do and not do to make sure that we, you know, sort of, I'll say, put the put the sandbags up but also stop the flood might be a way to put it. Yeah, well, um, yes, Radical Women was there yesterday and first to pinpoint or, you know, actually recognise the, the seriousness of what that, um, that far-right... Uh, gathering was all about um kelly j king known as posey parker um is a far-right piece of work the latest that's come here on a visit from internationally from in her case from the uk and here she is masquerading as a feminist and sponsored by the ultra-right um CPAC, CPAC in the United States, that stands for Conservative Political Action Coalition, which, for example, is behind uh, Trump and so on. And 
she's on a, this speaking tour to Australia to specifically build links between the far right and anti-trans feminists. Mm. Now, this is dangerous. And um, although her rallies so far have been total flops, and yesterday was very small, she was great, you know, it was greatly outnumbered by um, the rest of us, albeit the point is that... um, the placards and the banners that were there from the far right were absolutely vile and violent. Mm. Um, we had our black-clad Nazis with their um, balaclavas doing their Sieg Heiling uh, salutes, and that was right there in the middle for everybody to see. So um, the aim, the aim of this tour is part of a broader aim, but in Posey mm. Parker's um, case, is to break the grassroots solidarity that has been building from the worsening hardship that all working and oppressed peoples have been um, facing. And so that they are genuinely wanting to put very deep wedges mm. within us. And... Um, So it's so, so important that we who are all the targets of that um, come together as a solid, united front, a democratic united front, to stop them before they become a fascist movement. Mm. They're small, but they're they're serious. Mm. Um, They will grow. We only have to look 100 years ago that Mm. that's how it happens. If you ignore them, if you you know, hide from them, if you do whatever to avoid Mm -hmm. that reality, then um, that is the recipe for allowing them to grow into a fascist movement. The thing thing to be optimistic about is that um, the, the solidarity that's from across our struggles has been building. Mm -hmm. And the two targets, um, of the far right right now, well, actually the three targets being women, LGBTIQA people, particularly trans people, and First Nations people. These targets, all of us, we mean business, Mm -hmm. and we will fight back. Um, We are, we've shown time and time and time again that we will fight and that we can bring others with us. So that's our job, and going to your point, Sally, I do see, I agree with you, there's a role of Solidarity Salon in in this kind of organizing hub where we can come together and, and do that organizing because we're powerful, that is, all together, we're powerful and we can beat them. Beautifully said. Um, yep, um, Sarah, um, you've got a few points um, and also wanted to mention... Uh, quite a few points. Just go go for it. Um, following from what Debbie said. Look, Debbie, I think just articulated the, that whole issue so beautifully and clearly. Um, and this is serious. We are. This is dangerous. They are dangerous. Um, and we need to try and crush this fascist movement while it is still small enough to crush. Um, and. You know, when we're talking about um, anti-trans bigotry, 
um, you know, those issues affect bodily autonomy for for women and other non-binary people as Mm -hmm. well. And so our struggle is so connected and we can see you know 1973 women had fought so hard for roe versus wade the right to have safe legal reproductive care we've just seen that's been taken away and they're coming for trans rights they're coming for non-binary people's rights and ability to have control over their own bodies and this has to be stopped um you know in america we can see state by state women's Mm. rights to reproductive care are falling. Women are literally dying. They're being criminalised for having miscarriages. You know, this is serious and we need to remain vigilant um, and make sure that these rights aren't further stripped away. I just wanted to also mention, in terms of the National the National Socialist Network that was present yesterday, um, for any listeners that would love um, some really strong, you know, um, analysis of the anti-fascist movement, um, the Yena Passaran show is mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant for really, um, you know, critical analysis of this, um, very thoroughly researched. And I would, you know, also direct them there if they have any any interest in learning more about that. Yeah. Oh, look, lots of great points. And look, uh, many shows on 3CR, of course, are talking about this as we do. It's great to have that sense of solidarity and voice. Um, Kayleen has um, messaged in, Debbie, um, agree very well said, um, totally agree with that. And I, I had a couple of thoughts as well. You know, there was one other thing that I wanted to ask you, Sarah, before I throw a couple of thoughts into my own here. I mean, you were talking about that you mentioned three groups and, you know, reasonably so that are under huge attack, women, tra- queer, including trans and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. But I think it's okay to ask, um, I believe there's more people who are not feeling that they are totally safe and totally mm-hmm. free than those three groups, if you're okay to talk about that? Yes, um, I think, and I'm, I think maybe you're talking about perhaps some of the Jewish yes. community, which I'm not a part of, I have to say, but mm. um, someone that I do care about is. And, um, you know, just hearing from her how things have changed um, over the past sort of, you know, 12 or so months where police have on several occasions encouraged um, you know, her community to celebrate very important, you know, cultural events, um, not in the street front, even though it's then, you know, neighbourhood. Um, but, you know, that due to threats, you know, unnamed, often vague, um, to sort of go into the into the backyard. Um, and of course, I'm not best placed to speak on those issues, having I'm not part of that community. Um, but, you know, it is scary. And so, you know, it's... It's a it's a big problem, and I'm yeah. Thank you for raising that, Sally. Well, yeah. Look, <clears throat> it leads into you know there's sort of more and more points that I think I'll you know bring in here. I mean, first of all, um, as someone who is trans and Jewish, you know, sort of um, you know what happened yesterday is incredibly disturbing, and you know whether I'm progressive or orthodox or whatever doesn't matter. I identify as progressive. But it is, you know, it's not like um, fascists really stop and ask those sorts of mm, questions if yeah. I can be really dry humoured about it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the second thing I'm going to say is I do I do feel it. And someone said something to me years ago. They said the moment you stop feeling um, things as an advocate is the moment you should stop being an advocate. And I think it's okay if people feel a little anxious or scared or upset by this. It's just, okay, sit through it, work through it, and then we get back to it. In that light, I'd <clears throat> I'll acknowledge two things. One is 
um, a, a 3CR contributor, the late, great Ralph Knight, um, who after, we'll say, a particular incident in 3CR of a similar, uh, that unfortunately involved things of a similar note, there was, a, you know, people from 3CR got together and Ralph said, well, we can use our heads or we could work with our hands, or he said, we can work with our hearts. Mm. And I think that's really, really important that, you know, we sit, get through the, the feelings, they exist, we acknowledge them, that we affirm them, then we work through them with our hearts. And in that light, the thing that got me yesterday, I suppose, most of all, I um, co-facilitate the group for loved ones, trans family. And there was this meeting yesterday with you know, roughly 30 people holding space for each other with empathy and emotional intelligence. And there are parents, you know, particularly parents of younger trans people, when it, um, the trans person first comes out, it's a bit, we'll say, out of the blue. Um, to quote the show that's on before, um, <laughs> out of the pan, um, diving deep for the marine news. But seriously, they were, and some are still struggling to understand it all, but they know they want to love their trans loved one. And I think that that's important to mention that, that in the end that is what works. Mm. But also we are seeing truth triumph. It's important to mention this week the story of the fake letter to the Launceston Examiner. Mm-hmm where there was a supposed incident in a women's changing room and it turned out to, um, according to reports, not to exist at all. And even though the um, people of the gender-critical approach have tried to say, oh, but two other people saw it, apparently who don't even live in Launceston. Um, you know, I think that truth wins as well. And we have those things on our side now. And as much as yesterday was horrible and it makes us feel a little anxious or scared or whatever... We've got all these things on our side, and they do win through in the end. And it's not easy to persist. I mean, you know, Debbie, you've had years of experience of it, and you know, in my way, I've been doing it, as have many others. But I think we do need to keep pushing through. Mm. And so I think it's good that you know we are having this conversation, difficult in its way, because it helps us tease things out. And I'd like to just, I'd like to just reiterate on based on everything that both you and Sarah were saying that. Um, it comes back to uh, the power of solidarity, and that mm. that that is powerful. Mm. And um, that's what that's what buoys me up. That that bolsters me because I know that it's there. I know that we can all count on each other mm. if we organized together. And I think for the unionists out there too, unions are going to have to step up and play a vital role in this because mm. um we need we need that that organization of our fierceness absolutely so you know an important conversation to have and yeah definitely there and i think um yes i'd better get on the bar and talk to some people at trade hall and elsewhere <laughs> let's let's bring it together because mm. You know, it is that sort of first they came for type of mm, approach. Mm-hmm. Well, don't let them get to the first one and better still, let's get the equality and equity and justice we deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we just touched on it um, and we've a couple of times, Solidarity Salon, um, you know, the optimistic rebels, you know, and I think you've probably just answered this in a way, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it across specifically to both of you. What gives you both your optimism? Um, it's a good question because... Days like yesterday, it can feel a little bit hard <laughs> mm. to to feel optimistic. But this is where it's it's grounded optimism. So I think that it's sort of there's two parts to it. One is we know that massive social change happens. We've seen it. It's happening now. Um, 
you know, you can just look at women life freedom. It's it's a, a revolution, you know, it, it, it happens. And um, I think that a driver for me is is remembering, um, you know, that our rights can be taken away. You know, we, we can't let them win. Mm. So we have to be optimistic. We cannot be passive and or, or apathetic and just say, well, you know, it'll be fine. Somebody else will sort it out. Um, we, we, need to, we need to be there on those front lines fighting and organising. Yeah. Why doesn't somebody do something? That somebody is me, <laughs> as the saying goes, yes. Debbie. Yeah, and just to um, add on to what Sarah just said was that um, if we do look around the world today, um, we can look at that courageous resistance that Sarah mentioned in Iran, but also Afghanistan, that are mm. led by by women. Mm. But when we say women, we're talking about trans women mm-hmm. yeah. included in their queer, non-binary people, ethnic minorities. Mm-hmm. And what they're standing up to is absolutely phenomenal. And so we know that that we can stand up to something quite phenomenal. Um, look at Latin America and the the huge... Um, the huge mobilizing um, led by women against misogynist violence um, and for reproductive justice. Look at what's happened in the United States. Mm-hmm. Again, people coming out into the streets, organizing in their unions to fight for reproductive justice, get abortion back, but go further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, fight for full reproductive justice. We've got black liberation and and so on and the thing that is so op- makes us so optimistic about it is that we're seeing the leadership the mm. really fiery fierce leadership coming from those who are most attacked mm. who are most oppressed and exploited and that um that's where that the leadership is actually taking us if we actually look back a second, it's taking us closer to the point of a revolution. We, we're not there yet, but it's actually bringing us mm. closer because um, we're losing our, uh, well, people are losing their illusions in, you know, limited little reforms that come and go. Mm. Um, they're losing their illusions in parliaments that are just so mealy mouth. Um, and actually, seeing what's inside of all of us collectively to get out there and call the shots. And by that, I mean that we need something. We need to bring in something, a system that works for us, not for those with the capital, but works for all of us collectively. We all want a share of the cake and we're going to, we're going to get it. Yep. Well, I just actually, by total coincidence, have noticed on a social media platform that um, at least Premier Andrews has said Nazis aren't welcome, not on Parliament steps, not anywhere. But um, you know, that's a start. But now we, we need to. We, we all, at every level, need to take action. And um, he's also said, um, you know, in terms of Nazis, those who don't stand with them um, don't deserve rights and safety or dignity. Um, so that says something. He's also said, and I think it's worth saying this to every trans Victorian, I say this, our government will always support you, always respect you because your rights are not negotiable. I put the challenge out to Prime Minister Albanese to do the same because he's been very silent on trans mm-hmm. stuff. 
Um, you know, this all, it doesn't matter who you love, doesn't refer to trans, that's LGB and maybe A, but not, and maybe Q, but not I and T. And I think it's time that um, at a federal level we got on with that as well. And I think, Sally, that um, those who are really going to be driving them back and away, though, the, the, the far right and these fascists, are going to be us. It's not going yep. to be the Andrews government. Mm, true. So, mm. again, we have to believe in, in ourselves and, um, and organize as we seem to keep saying today. <laughs> well, it is, um, which leads to a couple more <laughs> questions, yeah, um, which I think sort of, um, in a way, link together. How generally can people get involved in FSP, RW and, S- and Solidarity Salon? And it leads, of course, to the exciting opening celebration this roughly this time next week. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes. So we are opening next week, um, and Debbie will speak a little bit more about those those details. Um, so basically, you know, people are very welcome to come to that opening event. Um, they can come, drop by the salon, have a chat, look at the bookstore. Will be open probably about five days a week. Um, and if they are interested um, in reading more or learning more about both organisations, um, people can go to radicalwomen.org for Radical Women or socialism.com for Freedom Socialist Party um, and all of the details about our social media are on there. Um, and look, we always welcome volunteers. If you have skills, which everyone does, please bring them from IT to, you know, manual labor to <laughs> to artistic projects. Um, we would love to work with you. You know, there are lots of projects and political actions on the horizon. So, yeah, please get in touch. Yep, there's always things going on. I get the weekly emails from everywhere and the, and the newsletters and things, and there's just a... a potpourri of stuff happening <laughs> and of course um debbie yeah next weekend as part of that po pot um big po, um sort of pan so to speak i had <laughs> yes, to do it yes. um is the is the grand opening tell us all about it well as listeners can probably tell already it's going to be a big celebration and it's us saying to all of our friends and to the reservoir community that we're here uh, it's going to be a big thank you to all the supporters who helped us get there. And the highlight of the whole afternoon is going to be dynamo activists like Sally <laughs> from across the movements who um, we've come to know over the decades. And these dynamos are going to be sharing some celebratory words um, with everyone. It's going to be a chance for everybody to come and mix and mingle, to catch up, to meet new people over some absolutely wonderful food. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be next Sunday, the 26th of March, from 2 until 6. And the uh, address is 113 Spring Street Reservoir, and all you have to do is look for that signage. You you can't miss it. Yes, indeed. Um, it is very, um, very bright and very inclusive, <laughs> and that's what we need. Um, I think we've just about got it all covered, but I'll just do a quick couple of messages for a second and make sure that we have. And then I've just got a few other an- announcements, and then we'll take out the rest of the show. 
Um, Sally Goldner on Out of the Pan, chatting with Sarah Elwood and Debbie Brennan, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Join me, Elysium, on the Vibe Consultant from Thursdays at 3pm. A fresh music show where I bring you something a bit weird and a bit wacky every week. Subscribe to 3CR. Where else can you hear radical news, analysis, music and opinions? Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Thank you, 3CR. We love you. It is 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and guests Sarah and Debbie. Um, just one announcement um, before I just come back and um, tie up all the loose ends of any of the conversation with Sarah and Debbie. And that is the fabulous Sophie LaBelle is in Melbourne, the um, des- amazing designer and creator of the assigned male comic strip. And there's two sort of, um, well, it's not quite shows, but um, talks and appearances, one out in Ringwood and one in Central, and that's tonight, and one at Central Melbourne tomorrow night. You'll get the address if you just register. There's no um, cost. You can donate, but there's no entry fee, and that's where you'll get the exact addresses. And um, obviously wanting to respect um, you know, everyone's sort of safety and relaxed state there, but an amazing contributor, and I believe it's... Um, She's winding up the assigned male comic thing. It, was, it says it's her last tour to Australia, which is I'm a little sad about because um, it's so amazing and there's so many great ways people contribute. There's the queer chameleon type of comics that are on social media. If you're an Instagrammy person, they're there. All these little things add up. Um, so many great queer and trans contributors. I'm actually reading a wonderful book by the wonderful Ed Ayres at the moment called Whole Notes about... Um, music is a journey, learning music music or a musical instrument is a journey for life. There's so many wonderful trans and gender diverse contributors out there and, you know, when they get a chance, um, you know, all they need. And on a different level, um, the fabulous Georgie Stone's addressing the National Press Club on April the 9th, which I think is amazing as well. Um, and, you know, one of my personal highlights last year were two amazing, courageous um, cisgender women um, Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins addressing the press club and that was of course on the same day it was a bleak moment when the religious discrimination bill was sort of getting through Parliament and then thankfully didn't go ahead and you know at the same time as that nasty thing was happening there was these two amazing courageous women there so it's that sort of quality of leadership that we need um, and creativity and drive of all sorts and you know, there's lots of amazing trans people out there. Um, last weekend, um, one of the panels I was on were in between the two, 
the fabulous Akash Temple played piano. It was just, it's, um, there's so much out there. We just need, we give it that space. It will put it into the world as well as fighting back, which is really, really important. Um, well, um, just any more thoughts on anything? Um, we've sort of, um, over to, to, um, you know, it sort of, it doesn't have to be about solidarity selling or the opening, but if there are any more thoughts, let's, you know, let's, let's get them in there and get them onto the 3CR airwaves. Debbie? No? Well, just to say, let's keep talking. Well, mm. you know, this is the thing. I mean, there's um, both today in the time we have and otherwise we do need to have these conversations. And in terms of the time we have, there's um, eight minutes to go before freedom of species comes in, um, which um, you know, sort of is, um, you know, it's the next show on 3CR, Rotations at 2, um, giving people um, the... Um, a great range of um, different alternatives and then another fabulous queer show on 3CR, Queering the Air at 3. Mm. Um, so there's plenty of chances to talk. And, um, you know, I just think that, you know, you, it's this whole solidarity thing and that's going to be the track I've decided to go with, the title track of Richard Clapton's 1983 Excellent. album, Solidarity, which seems mm. um, hopefully punistically appropriate. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we've mentioned a few of the... Um, you know, sort of groups um, that you know who we who are being affected by this. I mean, you know, Jewish, Aboriginal, mm-hmm. and Torres Strait Islander, queer, including trans women, and I mean, there's obviously at times been others as well. And you know, how what's sort of worked when you've tried to perhaps tried to build you know build across and say, well, what do we have in common as to why we need to stand together? I suppose is a thought that's come. You know, what are the sort of things that have brought people together from both of your experiences in um, the sort of things that you're doing? Um, well, I think that what a, a main thing is a, um, uh, a sense of um, the hardship that people feel across the board coming from the system. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking beyond the groups that um, have been mentioned so far, we should also uh, be thinking of people with disability. Um, we know that um, those that were, you know, talking about that we need to face off their white supremacists, mm-hmm. their um, male supremacists, and um, their role is to shovel us all back into our places and. Mm take any autonomy or independence or freedom away from us, whoever we may be. So, and I think that that what brings us together is that whoever we may be, however we feel it, we feel a commonality that um, it's actually a system that is not Mm. working for us and that these attacks that are... um, carried out, spearheaded and carried out by the far right, are actually there to serve the interests Mm. of, you know, big money um, against those who don't have the money. So that's a strong bond of solidarity. Um, And the thing that coalesces us who know that we need each other is uh, the importance of democracy. When we come to organize with each other, Mm. we need to be able to, um, our ideas need to be respected. 
um, our decisions have to be followed and accounted for. So it's no one section mm-hmm. have lording it over another section or um, trying to control. Um, this is not about any control by any particular group or section. It's where democracy is absolutely fundamental mm. in the way um, we should be organizing. So a democratic, it comes back to that whole point about a democratic united front mm. yeah. where we answer to each other and we go forward together. Yep. Sarah, um, last thoughts to bounce absolutely. off that? Yes, no, I, I completely agree. And um, and we we cannot be sectarian about this. We have to be together. Um, you know, our struggles are are common, um, and we need to stand by each other. Um, and yeah, and I just I just think about you know some of the young people that I work with just from yesterday. You know, young trans and gender diverse people. Um, you know, just to say that we we have your backs like we we really do and um and we are we are working to make it safer for you here here i think that's a good way to go out um and just two other things i suppose we can throw in there um how i missed this but it's only the the third year it's happened um we're just coming to the end of neurodiversity week um so there's another angle when you Mm. mentioned disability thanks for mentioning that debbie and of course we're in bio health awareness month so lots of groups to stand uh to be together um you know sort of and link together with which is a nice way to finish up the show sarah and debbie thanks so much for your time on the show today freedom of species up next and yes we'll take it out with a bit of richard clapton from the title track of his 1983 album solidarity Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. It's such a